At any time of the year in New York City, the smell of warm pretzels wafts through city streets. Most hot dog vendors sell them from their carts, but many New Yorkers say they don't taste as good as they smell. So chefs have been introducing new twists to the salted bread. Good morning. I'm George Bodarki, and this is Cityscape on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. On this morning's show, we're talking with people who have come up with unique pretzel creations. Joining me now on the phone is Priscilla Warren. She's the author of The Pretzel Cookbook, a new twist on everyone's favorite snack. Priscilla's book also delves a bit into the pretzel's somewhat twisted history. Priscilla, good morning. Good morning to you. How are you? Very good. Talk about a twist. You're the author of a pretzel cookbook, and you open the book saying you don't really like pretzels. Yeah, I don't. What's that about? Well, for me, it's sort of a a waste of, of calories. I'd rather have something with some more depth to it, uh, which was great for me to to actually start researching pretzels and and developing recipes to fi- try to figure out something that I would want to eat. And um, I just, I've never been a pretzel fancier. No, I'm more of a potato chip person. You have so many great pretzel recipes in this book, including a PB and J pretzel. How did you come up with the recipes? I just tried to figure out things that w- were normal, average things, sort of mundane, and see if they could be translated into a pretzel as a stuffed pretzel or a pretzel sandwich of some kind. I also have a Cuban sandwich pretzel, which is pretty popular. Um, just wanted to see what we could do with, with pretzels. And as you probably know, pretzels are, have become quite popular uh, recently. What can you tell us about the origin of the pretzel? What did you learn? Oh, <laughs> There's really no definitive answer. <laughs> it's either in France, Italy... Um, either France or Italy, and then it was brought to Germany. So the Germans have claimed the pretzel, but in doing research, I found that there were stories about it you know, in Alsace and, and uh, also in Italy. We're not very clear which country the pretzel originated, but we are clear that the twisting of the pretzel into the pretzel shape that we know now uh, was to form the trinity. Really, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and and to to resemble children's hands in prayer, so that much has been consistent throughout. But other than that, I really, you know, my German friends say these are not German pretzels that you're that you're making that you're showing us, and I have to tell them that you know it's not necessarily German. <laughs> you write in the book that pretzels are considered good luck by some. In fact, the children of early Pennsylvania Dutch settlers would tie them around their necks with string and wear them on New Year's Day. Who knew? There's a lot of things that I found out that was just really crazy. <laughs> I never knew that much about pretzels before before I started uh, you know, researching and developing recipes. You also write in the book that pretzels were once used as a form of bribery. How so? Um, townspeople were, were frightened that merchants would come in and disrespect the town, so they figured they'd bribe them with a little beer and pretzels to keep them from taking advantage of whomever in, in the town. Now, pretzels have historically been soft, but today we also have hard pretzels. And you write in the book that hard pretzels were created by accident. And they just got overcooked. (laughs) (laughs) I also say in the book that there there are typically no accidents in the the kitchen, just discoveries. And that is one of those things where, where it could have gone horribly wrong, but then it was still, it was enjoyed, you know. We're very familiar with street pretzels here in New York City, of course, also in Philadelphia. That's a long, rich history, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I tell you to this day, I can't understand how popular these, these things are. I mean, they're internationally popular. 
and everyone has their own favorite type of pretzel. I mean, if you go to Philly, people in Philly are just, that's it. The Philly pretzel is the best pretzel. And New Yorkers will tell you that New York is the best pretzel. And Germans, well, you know, they'll tell us that these pretzels are both crappy, and <laughs> and <laughs> the only real pretzel you're going to find is going to be in Germany. What was it like for you, Priscilla, to write this book, considering you don't much like pretzels? I would imagine you were eating a lot of pretzels during the making of this book. I have to be honest with you that I ate very few. And really? I gave, I gave most of them to these homeless characters that I know. Um, the ones where I developed a... The chocolate pretzel, I had to I had to taste myself, certainly, because there was no such thing as a chocolate pretzel. Um, but for the most part, if I came up with something, uh, a sandwich, I'd, I'd try it. Um, most of the dessert pretzels I ate, but I really, after a while, you just don't want to eat a pretzel. You don't want to see a pretzel. You don't want to shape a pretzel. You don't want to proof a pretzel. Um, so I had some people who, who certainly could use a good meal, Um and I would bring them to them. Great. There, like I said, there are plenty and plenty of uh, great recipes in here that uh, are making my mouth water as I flip through the pages. <laughs> I like great. pretzels. Thanks. I'm not. I, I enjoy pretzels myself. Can't say anything. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> That's perfect. Priscilla, thank you so much for your time. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Priscilla Warren is the author of the Pretzel Cookbook, a new twist on everyone's favorite snack. You can get it on Amazon or from Running Press. As Priscilla explained, most of the soft pretzels we know are modeled after the traditional German recipe. But pastry chef Lena Kolchinski says the German-style pretzels she's tried aren't as flavorful as they should be. That's why she decided to open a shop specializing in different flavors of pretzel. It's called Sigmunds. I recently caught up with her at her establishment on Manhattan's Lower East Side. How long have you been baking pretzels in New York City? We opened in 2009, and I probably made my first pretzel in the summer of 2009, right before we opened. Right before you opened? Correct. Um, I'm a trained pastry cook. And my education was mostly in dessert, and there was a very brief introduction to bread at school. And then I um, tried baking when I worked for Boulay, at the Boulay Bakery. And this is where I would say my stronger interest in making bread came from. I'm also Russian, big bread country. Yes, somehow pretzel got my attention, and it looked like it's a beautiful bread that's underrepresented and sort of marginalized in the city. And I thought that could be a cool product to play with. And yes, I started testing different recipes and um, I like the German ones the most. Why is that? Um, My husband brought pretzels from Switzerland and we ordered some frozen German pretzels. And we've been tasting and trying to figure out what the whole fuss is about. And the German just like Switzerland pretzels tasted the strongest. I mean, first of all, German pretzels are traditionally made by finishing them in lye solution, which gives them this authentic pretzel taste that most uh, dry pretzel companies try to replicate. American pretzels are boiled. I can't say why it happened historically. Maybe there was no originally a lye, access to lye. They, all, um, they also boil bagels here. Yes, and actually bagels are also traditionally boiled with some addition of lye to the boil. 
Uh, pretzels are not boiled. They're just dipped in a much stronger um, sodium hydroxide solution than bagels. But that gives them all these quanti- qualities that people love pretzels for. The sheen, that particular flavor, taste, the color, all these um, aesthetically amazing qualities. So I think German ones I loved a lot because they were very flavorful, very well seasoned, beautiful, shiny. So you're making German-esque pretzels here? I would say yes. We're following the German tradition again because we are using the um, lye as a part of the process. Then our pretzels have most of the ingredients that German pretzels would have. What we do differently is probably the flavorings things what, that we put on top and inside that most German bakers would be you know, uh, probably offended to <laughs> add to their dough. What kinds of flavorings do you add? Well, right now we have about 12 flavors and it's different cheese pretzels. We have uh, Gruyere paprika and truffle cheddar, the most popular one, feta olive. And then we have all kinds of seeds, garlic, parsley, cinnamon, raisin. We do seasonal flavors. We have bacon, scallion. How do you know what works with a pretzel? You don't know, and you taste. You test. Like we tried, for example, we, wa- we wanted to come up with some sort of pizza pretzel that everyone wants, and uh, no one liked the tomato flavor in the pretzel. Somehow the, the acidity of the tomato doesn't work with the flavor profile. So we played this way, another way, and just walked away from this idea. So, yeah, you have to test. Like with most foods, you have to test and see how people like it and, yeah, approve or throw it up. What's it like to make a pretzel? Do you view it as an art form? Well, I think that bread making is uh, definitely in the arts and crafts field. <laughs> you can't have 100% foolproof recipe. And it's, I mean, probably most cooks would say that with any dish, you need to know what you're doing and you have to have this look and feel you have to be able to see what's happening to, to the product and but with bread it's also you have to be able to combine the scientific part of it knowledge of proportions and humidity and taking temperature at different times and knowing how to adjust yeah I would, I would say anywhere where you need to exercise um, this feel for product it's an art yeah do you find that some people are even surprised that pretzels are in the bread family? Because I would think there are a lot of people who don't even realize that. That's a great question, actually. Yeah, we, we started even writing on the board soft pretzel. People thought that they were hard pretzels. At some, um, in some venues, like when we did venues at the Ryan Park, and we had a lot of out-of-town uh, customers, people asked, how are they so huge and they're, so, and they're probably hard pretzels. Yeah, they, everyone expects them to be hard, especially considering that the German pretzels are dark. So that puts them in the same you know, color group with the hard pretzels. Yeah, people don't realize that they're bread. They expect them to last for a week. They don't realize that you can freeze them just like any other bread. You can treat them like bread. You need to toast it if you want it to come back to life the next day. How many batches of pretzels do you make a day? Well, we make between 1,500 to 4,000 pieces. And they're made in uh, batches of 120. So the, the mix is enough for 120 pretzels. So it's a small batch, batch production. It can be done um, in a bigger batch production. It will still sustain the quality. I would maybe say we can double it or triple, and this is where it would stay. After that, the dough changes its quality.
Are you here dark and early like another baker would be at a bread place? Well, I have to say that I don't at this point uh, even bake. It's it, it With these quantities, it moved into a man territory. I have a few men handling the 100-pound bags and giant mixers, and um, I don't think a girl physically can <laughs> do it. But the first year when we just opened, uh, yes, we started here at 3 a.m., um, and... It la- yeah, you need about 10 hours uh, for the full cycle. So between 3 and 8 a.m., it's a baking, what we call a bake-off. And then between 8 and noon, it's production for, of the dough for the next day. We use long fermentation in the fridge. It's long, cold fermentation. So we use the tiniest amount of yeast, so then it develops. So it's very close to sourdough. I'm not going to lie, it's not as 100% sourdough. We use some of the industrial yeast, but tiny quality. So it leaves over um, 8 to 10 hour time, the dough sits in the fridge, and that really affects the taste. It adds all the complexity to it. I understand that even before you became a pastry chef, you were a lawyer. Is that right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it, it, I didn't practice for um, a long time, but I did go to law school, and I have two degrees. I actually, funny uh, you ask, it's so common that lawyers turn into pastry people or bread people. Is that right? I don't right? think I've seen more people go into savory, to being savory cooks from this profession. Your name is Lena. Yes. The shop is named Sigmunds. Yes. Where does, where does the name come from? Well, as an inspiration for everything Germanic, I think we came up with Sigmunds. Since we picked up a German pretzel as a, as, a, as a flavor profile, we were looking at stuff. And my husband loves Mahler, and he wanted to pick a name from, from the trilogy, and he wanted Siegfried, and I said probably few people will be able to pronounce. So, yes, <laughs> maybe the next place would be Siegfried. <laughs> but Sigmund was something that I think uh, reminds people of where this whole mythology comes from, and it's easily remembered. Lena, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. Lena Kolchinsky is the owner of Sigmund's Pretzel Shop on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Find them online at SigmundNYC.com. So I went down to the pretzel store because I wanted to buy some pretzels. Let me tell you all about their crazy shapes. Twisty, curly, holy, and straight. But I won't eat any pretzels today because these tricky pretzels sprouted wings and flew away. You're tuned to Cityscape on 90.7 FM and WFUV.org. I'm George Bodarki. Pretzels were introduced to North America by German immigrants in the 19th century. Germans settled in Pennsylvania, where they opened many handmade pretzel bakeries. The popularity of the salted bread spread to other regions like Chicago and New York, but Pennsylvania remains the center of American pretzel production. Leon Kirkland is a Brooklyn-transplanted Philadelphia native. He says New York pretzels just don't cut the mustard. So he and his wife have brought the Philadelphia recipe to New York with a pretzel business called Pelzer's Pretzels. Leon and his wife, Barella, join me now on the phone. Leon, thanks so much for taking the time. Yes, uh, pleasure to be here. And Barella, thank you. Absolutely. Now, how did you two get into the pretzel business? Sure, I'll, I'll start. Um, I am a Philadelphia native and uh, a big pretzel eater. Uh, that, that was my breakfast of choice when I when I lived and worked in Philadelphia. The breakfast and of choice, huh? My breakfast of choice, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and and I think if you surveyed Philadelphians, you'd, you'd find that that's a, that's a pretty common thing. And you know, I moved to, to New York City about ten years ago, and the, the pretzels here are just awful. The the street pretzels are just terrible. And I found myself really longing for for Philadelphia soft pretzels, and uh, started kicking around the idea that you know you could do okay selling them here. And uh, it took a few years, but finally we uh, we came to the decision that we actually should try and do it. And, and that's the short version of how we got into the business. Barella, was it a no-brainer for you? I would say that you know we we talked about starting our own company for a long time, and it was just a matter of figuring out you know what it was that we could make and sell. Um, you know, trying to find something that we could make that wasn't in a particularly saturated market. I mean, there's a lot of bakeries in in New York. Um, you know, selling cupcakes and cookies and pies and and that sort of thing, but, um, you know, not a lot of pretzels. And I was always, you know, I'm not a big pretzel eater. I didn't grow up in Philadelphia, so it's not something that, you know, I have a, you know, necessarily a connection to, but I love to cook and um, I've learned to love baking. And so, you know, once we figured out um, the recipe and, you know, we got such a great response from, you know, not only friends and family, but customers, um, you know, we've heard that our pretzels are the best people have ever had. We've heard that many times. I've lost count of how many people have told us that. Now, Leon, what is the difference between a Philadelphia pretzel and a New York City pretzel? For one thing, the obvious difference is in the shape. A Philly pretzel is kind of an oblong uh, affair, whereas the the New York City street pretzel is your big ballpark-looking pretzel with kind of like the heart-shaped uh, thing. But the quality of the bread is different, too. Um, the Philadelphia pretzels a little more bready, a little more fluffy. Uh, New York street pretzels tend to be very dry. And then they sit on top of charcoals, which uh, this is inexplicable to me. I don't understand why the vendors do this. Um, so they just uh, they kind of absorb this this acrid flavor to me. Um, so th- those are the main differences. And then, and then the Philadelphia tradition is to put mustard on top. Uh, so that's the other the, the other big difference. Um, and our pretzels kind of take the Philly soft pretzel to you know a, a, a further step. Uh, it, we use a higher quality flour probably than your your average pretzel uh, sold on the street in Philadelphia. And we kind of gussy them up with some some different flavor profiles as well. And uh, we've got some great mustards that we uh, that that we sell alongside them. What kinds of fancy toppings do you have, Barella? Well, we have uh, three varieties. We have a classic soft pretzel that's just a plain uh, soft pretzel, and we have an everything pretzel, which is actually our best seller, and it has uh, onion and garlic baked in, and it's topped with sesame and poppy seeds. And then our signature pretzel has uh, dried cranberry, rosemary, and lemon zest baked in. Um, And we're always toying with different recipes, and uh, we get suggestions all the time for different toppings, but we want to make sure that we're doing something that's unique, um, and that people will enjoy. Where do you sell your pretzels? Do you have a brick and mortar? Uh, we do have a brick and mortar that is not quite ready for retail yet, uh, but that's where we bake. And uh, we sell online at pretzels.com. Uh, we'll be selling, actually coming up uh, through fab.com uh, starting July 7th. And uh, we sell wholesale to a few bars and restaurants in the city, and we're you know, working to build up our, our wholesale business. What's the one thing about the pretzel business that you think people would just be surprised to know about? Barella, anything? You're in the kitchen all day, right? 
I am. Uh, they would be surprised to know. Um, they'd be surprised to know how few ingredients um, it takes to make a pretzel and how um, labor intensive it is. I mean, it's not. It's definitely not. You know, making a pie where you just kind of mix all the ingredients and pour it in some in a container and throw it in the oven. It's really. You know, we. I personally, you know, hand twist every single pretzel, and it's really. It's very labor intensive, especially if you're someone that you know, kind of comes from a nine-to-five desk job and you're kind of used to slumming in front of a computer for, for an entire day. To, so to go from that to standing up and twisting dough for hours and hours and hours, it's, um, it, t- it took some getting used to for sure. Leon, you still, labor love. Yeah, Leon, you still have your day job though, right? I, I still have my day job. Um, you know, I, I do get into the kitchen occasionally, not as much as Barella. Um, so we're... Uh, I'm I'm the uh, the pinch the pinch hitter in the kitchen. You're a lawyer by day, but I'm a lawyer by day. That's right. And I'm uh, I, I won't say I'm uh, looking to leave my job, but uh, it is a dream one day to to exclusively run the business. Uh, that's probably a few years down the line. Brella, I know that it takes a lie bath, right, to make a good pretzel. Do yes, you... I know a lot. A lot of companies will um, use a baking soda mixture, and a lot of recipes that you find online um, will recommend using a, a baking soda mixture, which is probably, you know, the, the li- because of the liability concern. Um, but the more traditional pretzels, particularly German-style pretzels, um, do use the lye bath. I think it has the more um, authentic taste, and that's what we use. And that's a big reason why our, our pretzels taste the way they do. Leon and Varela Kirkland, thank you so much. Thank you. Leon and Barella Kirkland are the owners of Pelzer's Pretzels in Brooklyn. They're online at pelzerspretzels.com. So far this morning, we've talked about German and Philadelphia-style pretzels. But one New York City chef makes what she calls a specifically New York-style pretzel. Cityscape producer Morlene Chin talked with her. Chef Amaret Casaus at Ardesia Wine Bar in Hell's Kitchen gave Morlene a demonstration of how she makes the popular snack. After seeing what two other chefs making pretzels were doing, Casaus says she decided to go a different route. Neither of them were really what I was looking for. They were both obviously very beautiful and amazing because they're very talented people, but not what I was looking for. I was looking for a New York-style pretzel, like more of that flavor profile opposed to a German-style or... What are the differences? What is a New York-style pretzel like? Well, I honestly haven't had a streetcar pretzel. Never? No. Um, (laughs) But I would... um, German, they're a little bit harder. They're they're not freshly baked. You know, you, in New York, you can get a pretzel and they're always warm. Like even if you go to Annie's, they're served warm. They're really buttery. And when you're in Germany and you're at the you know beer festival, they're just dried pretzels and they're kind of light. I think they're more fillers opposed to like an entree. The traditional pretzels have lye in them. They do have lye. Uh, I was not, I am not using lye because um, safety issues. I just, I don't really care if I harm myself, but like I don't want my cooks, because I'm not here five days, or I'm only here five days a week, so the other two days I have my cook, and I don't want him to hurt himself. It's, it's, I think the product of how I'm, how I'm fabricating mine is equally as good as people who are using lye. I think I still get the sheen that lye gives. Um, you know, other people, like the Franks, 
they use lye and it's very obvious, but their pretzel's German. And it looks German and they got the recipe from his German, you know, father-in-law. Um, and I was, I'm not going for German. I'm, I'm going for, you know, New York and I was safety issues. I have lye, I have it upstairs. I just choose not to use it. I, I get the same sheen that I'm looking, it's the same product is what I'm looking for. Is it necessary to have the classic pretzel twist? No, I think that's all malarkey. I don't even think I do the, I don't think I do. Mine's not the traditional pretzel twist. Um, I think it's double knotted, I believe, and I only do a single knot. And I like pretzel sticks. I like every form of pretzel, you know? I like pretzel nuggets. I like, uh, at one point I like tried filling them with cheese to make them a little bit more unctuous and you know, it was a little too much. Step by step, which would start with the dough and the rising of the dough, is all-purpose flour, salt, malt powder, brown sugar, and uh, yeast. So after it's risen for, it's been about an hour and a half, I'm, um, I have a digital scale and I'm weighing it, each one of them out to 100 grams. And so I'm portioning it so they're all equal and then it's easier for me to roll out when, when I tie them in a knot. Um, so after they're all weighed out, I roll it back and forth and um, slowly stretch out the dough to about, I guess, two feet wide, thickest in the middle, thinning out to the end. Is there a trick to making sure it's even? that it's thick in the middle and uh, it's by hand you'll get used to it when you fill it out like it, it is it, it's not easy um, when I teach other people how to do it it's it's not really it's not an easy it's not something you catch on to um, quickly and you know, it just takes practice it does it takes a lot of practice I've been doing it for three and a half years so I could do all of this in like 20 minutes and then you quickly twist it into the pretzel shape in one motion. So, yeah, <laughs> I turn it into a U, cross over to where it looks like a heart, press um, on the two thin end pieces in the center, lift it up so it could kind of grow again, and then put it in the water. The water has baking soda. Um, it gives it the shine that, it, that I feel like it needs. It doesn't give it any more flavor profile. I don't use pretzel salt. I use Malden salt. One, because it was hard to get a hold of. I was like buying my salt off of the pretzel, the pretzel carts off of like this one guy like down the block and he would like sell me some of his salt. I'm like, this is for the birds. I'm going to use Malden salt and that's how. And the Malden salt is good. It's not salty. It's, it's an enhancer opposed to like a seasoner. See, and so, um, it worked. It, it works great. Um, you know, you don't want to use kosher salt or any other salt because it's it has a salt flavor. Molden is just. So you don't a want pretzels salt. to be salty. No, well, I don't. I don't want anything to be salty. There's a difference between it being salted and salty. Like, I don't. I don't think anything should be salty, even including a pretzel. I think it should be salted. Yes. 
place it into the oven? Or it's what? a convection oven. I have it at 350 degrees. It's been on for an hour to heat up. Um, about how long does it stay in the oven for? Uh, I'll turn it around in about 15, 20 minutes and give it another two minutes. It's about 20, 25, 20, 25 minutes. So now we're taking them out of the oven. It's been 25 minutes? It's about 20, 25 minutes since they've been in. Once through, um, I pulled it out, rotated it so that they, to they are toasting, cooking evenly. Um, ideally, you would like them to be toasted. The, you want the color, but you still want them to be tender, um, not thoroughly cooked through. Um, but as long as you have the color, you could put it back in the oven at any given time and finish cooking it to order. Where, where they're doubled, where like they're knotted and at the end, at the bottom of the pretzel, it's, it's going to be wet, essentially. It's not going to be... It's not going to be like how the top is. You can tell it's more cooked there than anywhere. Um, the, it's, and it's going to be light, lightly colored. Like these are still like they're going to be more lightly colored and and very wet. So you just pulled out a, another tray that's not yet ready, so it's a little bit uh, lighter in color. Right? Yes. You wait until it's dark brown. Until it's toasted dark brown. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. Also, since there is butter, you're gonna see you're gonna see like a little bit of the yellowness of the butter in there. They look and smell delicious. Well, Emirate, thank you so much for the demonstration. Thank you so much. Ardesia Wine Bar is located in Manhattan's Hell's Kitchen. They're online at ardesia-ny.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for updates on the show. I'm George Borarki. My thanks to senior producer Morlene Chin. Have a great weekend.